Day 110 of 365, the Bible Challenge with Abby Joy. Psalm 48, verse 9 to 14. O God, we meditate on your unfailing love as we worship in your temple. As your name deserves, O God, you will be praised to the ends of the earth. Your strong right hand is filled with victory. Let the people on Mount Zion rejoice. Let all the towns of Judah be glad because of your justice. Go inspect the city of Jerusalem. Walk around and count the many towers. Take note of the fortified walls and tour all the citadels that you may describe them to future generations. For that is what God is like. He is our God forever and ever, and he will guide us until we die. Luke chapter 19 verse 45 to chapter 20 verse 26. Then Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out the people selling animals for sacrifices. He said to them, The scriptures declare my temple will be a house of prayer, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. After that, he taught daily in the temple, but the leading priests, the teachers of religious law and the other leaders of the people began planning how to kill him. But they could think of nothing because all the people hung on every word he said. One day, as Jesus was teaching the people and preaching the good news in the temple, the leading priests, the teachers of religious law, and the elders came up to him. They demanded, By what authority are you doing all these things? Who gave you the right? Let me ask you a question first, he replied. Did John's authority to baptise come from heaven or was it merely human? They talked it over among themselves. If we say it was from heaven, he will ask why we didn't believe John. But if we say it was merely human, the people will stone us because they are convinced John was a prophet. So they finally replied that they didn't know. And Jesus responded, Then I won't tell you by what authority I do these things. Now, Jesus turned to the people again and told them this story. A man planted a vineyard, leased it to tenant farmers and moved to another country to live for several years. At the time of the grape harvest, he sent one of his servants to collect his share of the crop. But the farmers attacked the servant, beat him up and sent him back empty-handed. So the owner sent another servant, but they also insulted him, beat him up and sent him away empty-handed. A third man was sent, and they wounded him and chased him away. What will I do? the owner asked himself. I know, I will send my cherished son. Surely they will respect him. But when the tenant farmers saw his son, they said to each other, Here comes the heir to this estate. Let's kill him and get the estate for ourselves. So they dragged him out of the vineyard and murdered him. What do you suppose the owner of the vineyard will do to them? Jesus asked. I'll tell you. 
He will come and kill those farmers and lease the vineyard to others. How terrible that such a thing should ever happen, his listeners protested. Jesus looked at them and said, Then what does this scripture mean? The stone that the builders rejected has now become this cornerstone. Everyone who stumbles over that stone will be broken to pieces and it will crush anyone it falls on. The teachers of religious law and the leading priests wanted to arrest Jesus immediately because they realised he was telling the story against them. They were the wicked farmers, but they were afraid of the people's reaction. Watching for their opportunity, the leaders sent spies pretending to be honest men. They tried to get Jesus to say something that could be reported to the Roman governor so he would arrest Jesus. Teacher, they said, we know that you speak and teach what is right and are not influenced by what others think. You teach the way of God truthfully. Now tell us, is it right for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? He saw through their trickery and said, show me a Roman coin. Whose picture and title are stamped on it? Caesar's, they replied. Well then. He said, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God. So they failed to trap him by what he said in front of the people. Instead, they were amazed by his answer and they became silent. Deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 30 to chapter 32 verse 51. So Moses recited this entire song publicly to the assembly of Israel. Listen, O heavens, and I will speak. Hear, O earth, the words that I say. Let my teaching Fall on you like rain, let my speech settle like dew. Let my words fall like rain on tender grass, like gentle showers on young plants. I will proclaim the name of the Lord, how glorious is our God. He is the rock, his deeds are perfect. Everything he does is just and fair. He is faithful, he is a faithful God who does no wrong how just and upright he is. But they have acted corruptedly toward him when they act so perversely. Are they really his children? They are a deceitful and twisted generation. Is this the way you repay the Lord, you foolish and senseless people? Isn't he your father who created you? Has he not made you and established you? Remember the days of long ago. Think about the generations past. Ask your father and he will inform you. Inquire of your elders and they will tell you. When the Most High assigned lands to the nations, when he divided up the human race, he established the boundaries of the peoples according to the number in his heavenly court. For the people of Israel belong to the Lord. Jacob is his special possession. He found them in a desert land, in an empty howling wasteland, He surrounded them and watched over them. 
He guarded them as he would guard his own eyes. Like an eagle that rouses her chicks and hovers over her young, so he spreads his wings to take them up and carry them safely on his pinions. The Lord alone guided them. They followed no foreign gods. He let them ride over the highlands and feast on the crops of the field. He nourished them with honey from the rock and olive oil from the stony ground. He fed them yogurt from the herd and milk from the flock, together with the fat of the lambs. He gave them choice rams from Bashan and goats, together with the choicest of wheat. He drank the finest wine made from the juices of grapes. But Israel soon became fat and unruly. The people grew heavy, plump and stuffed. They abandoned the God who had made them. They made light out of the rock of their salvation. They stirred up his jealousy by worshipping foreign gods. They provoked his fury with detestable deeds. They offered sacrifices to demons which are not God, to gods they had not known before, to new gods only recently arrived, to gods their ancestors had never feared. You neglected the rock who had fathered you. You forgot the God who had given you birth. The Lord saw this and drew back, provoked to anger by his own sons and daughters. He said, I will abandon them. Then see what becomes of them, for they are a twisted generation, children without integrity. They have roused my jealousy by worshipping things that are not God. They have provoked my anger with their useless idols. Now I will rouse their jealousy through people who are not even a people. I will provoke their anger through the foolish Gentiles, for my anger blazes forth like fire and burns to the depths of the grave. It devours the earth and all its crops and ignites the foundations of the mountains. I will heap disasters upon them and shoot them down with my arrows. I will weaken them with famine, burning fever and deadly diseases. I will send the fangs of wild beasts and poisonous snakes that glide in the dust. Outside the sword will bring death, and inside terror will strike both young men and young women, both infants and the aged. I would have annihilated them, wiping out even the memory of them. But I feared the taunt of Israel's enemy, who might misunderstand and say, Oh, our power has triumphed. The Lord has nothing to do with this. But Israel is a senseless nation. The people are foolish without understanding. Oh, that they were wise and could understand this. Oh, that they might know their fate. How could one person chase a thousand of them, and two people but ten thousand to flight, unless their rock had sold them? unless the Lord had given them up. But the rock of our enemies is not like our rock, as even they recognise. Their vine grows from the vine of Sodom, from the vineyards of Gomorrah. Their grapes are poison and their clusters are bitter. Their wine is the venom of serpents, the deadly poison of cobras. The Lord says... Am I not storing up these things, 
sealing them away in my treasury. I will take revenge. I will pay them back. In due time, their feet will slip. Their day of disaster will arrive, and their destiny will overtake them. Indeed, the Lord will give justice to his people, and he will change his mind about his servants. When he sees their strength is gone and no one is left, slave or free, then he will ask, Where are their gods, the rocks that they fled to for refuge? Where now are those gods, who ate the fat of their sacrifices and drank the wine of their offerings? Let those gods rise and help you, let them provide you with shelter. Look, now, I myself am he, there is no other god but me. I am the one who kills and gives life. I am the one who wounds and heals. No one can be rescued from my powerful hand. Now I raise my hand to heaven and declare, as surely as I live, when I sharpen my flashing sword and begin to carry out justice, I will take revenge on my enemies and repay those who reject me. I will make my arrows drunk with blood and my sword will devour flesh the blood of the slaughtered and the captives and the heads of the enemy leaders. Rejoice with him, you heavens, and let all of God's angels worship him. Rejoice with his people, you Gentiles, and let all the angels be strengthened in him. For he will avenge the blood of his children. He will take revenge against his enemies. He will repay those who hate him and cleanse his people's land. So Moses came with Joshua, son of Nun, and recited all the words of this song to the people. When Moses had finished reciting all these words to the people of Israel, he added, Take to heart all the words of warning I have given you today. Pass them on as a command to your children so they will obey every word in these instructions. These instructions are not empty words. They are your life. By obeying them, you will enjoy a long life in the land you will occupy when you cross the Jordan River. That same day the Lord said to Moses, Go to Moab, to the mountains east of the river, and climb Mount Nebo, which is across from Jericho. Look out across the land of Canaan, the land I am giving the people of Israel as their own special possession, then you will die there on the mountain. You will join your ancestors, just as Aaron, your brother, died on Mount Hor and joined his ancestors. For both of you betrayed me with the Israelites at the waters of Meribah at Kadesh, in the wilderness of Zin. You failed to demonstrate my holiness to the people of Israel there. So you will see the land from a distance, but you may not enter the land I am giving to the people of Israel.'" 